This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with Jay Doc, Krause, and John Doherty. This is the John Doherty Hour, live here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, along with Jay Doc, I'm Joe Krause, and of course our host, uh, John Doherty, who bled into the opening hour, John. Thanks for uh, jumping on for those last few minutes um, it was four minutes of conversation with you, but really, really good points. Uh, well stated, well said. It was nice to have you there uh, joining us in that hour. And then we've got a big topic to talk about here in hour number two. Yeah, it was a pleasure jumping in. You know, it's, that's personal with me. I watch them guys fight every single day to protect their industry, but also everything they've said about keeping this area safe as it pertains to, you know, uh, independence of energy, as well as, you know, keeping refineries open. And uh, to be honest, we keep the price of gas down. Mm-hmm. Everything that Jimmy Snell and John Bland have said, you know, is 100%. I've watched them go to the White House now with two different presidents, and no one's really, you know, kept their word. And it's, it's frustrating because all them guys do is represent their members and create a really clean atmosphere for for I know we're transitioning into a different show and this conversation might be for another, uh, you know, for for another conversation. But I can't believe as I sit here that Governor Wolf is leading the charge on this and that he is not supporting um, this position. It just I'm so confused and I don't want to overstate anything on the chance that I'm ignorant to what it is. But, man, it has me so fired up. Doc, I, I, I'm like, I'm livid. I, I'm just furious at it. Well, here's the frustrating part. And, you know, we're, we're going to enter into this, uh, the gun issue, which is, you know, is omnipresent. You know, every poll out there tells you that's all people are worried about. You know, inflation behind it, but, the, you know, guns and safety. People get shot every day, everywhere, any, anymore. But if you take a look at a couple issues, last year it was the opioid issue or two years ago. It was a hot issue. The, the union movement stepped up. I will personally say that at Local 98, we did a better job with a problem than anybody in America. I will also tell you that the Philadelphia Building Trades, during the COVID pandemic, we did a better job than any other labor organization in America. I will tell you that when it came to energy, we were on point more than any other lobbying firm, big energy, any far to the left, you know, progressive outfit that, you know, climate control, we were on point, you know, now guns is a different issue. You know, it's, you know, it definitely affects our world as it affects everybody's world, 
but there, but there's as as we move forward, you know, some of the comments I want to make tonight, people are going to go like, "Oh my God, like, do you really believe that?" And I'm going to say no, but that's what my members believe, you know. Well, I'll tell you, and, and, well, my and, all members, and, and and John, you know, the gun violence in the city of Philadelphia is on the front page. Um, every day, it's crazy. And now, of course, with the uh, with, with the Texas, I called John. I called John uh, off uh, off the cuff. There was a woman in uh, I don't know. Was it Rittenhouse Square or so on the Parkway? You know, robbed, assaulted in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's out of control. There was a sixty-year-old man. Oh, at Suburban Station. I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, just don't understand. I don't understand it. And 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 the the numbers of kids that were murdered in in Texas. Okay, and then every day in Philadelphia, uh, there's a handful of other individuals, young kids, uh, killed every day because of gun violence. Uh, it's out of control, like John said. And it's time for us to put our two cents in because uh, I, I know you feel the same way, Joe, and I know John Doherty does. I had enough of it, man. And, you know, it's, it's uh, painful to watch the news every day and see how many people are getting killed. And then, of course, the mass shootings across the country, um, just so devastating. It's just unbelievable, John. Yeah, well, why don't we start the show up? we got a couple great guests, and why don't we roll into it a little bit in – you know, uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, maybe, maybe not. Let's hear yeah. from them, you know? Yeah, Adam Garber, Executive Director of Ceasefire, will join us coming up out of uh, on the uh – uh, coming up out of break number one, we'll bring Adam Garber into the uh, conversation. And then um, at 730, uh, president of FOP Lodge 5, John McNesby, uh, will join us um, as well. Uh, the Eagles, uh, at their practice yesterday in South Philadelphia, wore the orange jerseys. And then I think it may have been... Uh, today, and I apologize for saying I think it may have been, but I believe there was a gun buyback program um, that the Eagles supported. It was actually done um, at Lincoln Financial Field. We'll talk about that uh, as well um, as the John Doherty Hour gets started here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take our commercial break. On the other side of the break, Adam Garber, Executive Director of Ceasefire PA. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. I'm back here live on a Saturday night. This is the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One programming reminder, tune in right back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT tomorrow night, Sunday, 6 p.m., the Labor and Energy Show. We'll be right back here tomorrow night, J-Doc. Absolutely, Joe, and I'm, I'm ecstatic. You know, we just talked about the gun violence. Well, I'm happy to bring into the broadcast Adam Garber, who's the executive director of Ceasefire PA. Uh, Adam, welcome into the show, my friend. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, nice to have you back, Adam. Thank you. And and, and so we're going to get right into it, man. Um, 
Nationally, we've had, you know, we've all recently wish, uh, witnessed the horror of the mass shootings in Buffalo, in Uvalde, Texas, Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, and, and, and plenty of other places. Um, and Philadelphia. I mean, every weekend, every Crazy. day in, 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 uh, in Philly. Uh, question, has, has gun-related violence uh, in America ever been worse than it is today? I don't think it's ever been worse. I mean, here in Philly, as far as we know, you know, we've never had violence like this, um, not even back to the 70s. And in terms of mass shootings, they keep going up. I mean, we keep seeing more in our schools and our grocery stores and now hospitals. It just, it's unimaginable. And it's, except the only thing I'll say about it is it's expected at this point because we haven't done anything to solve the problem. And, and, and what, what is your solution? What do you suggest would be the pro, you know the biggest component in 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 fixing yeah. this problem well really it's going to depend on what we're talking about i mean when we look at things like what happened in buffalo and uvalde we're talking about you know no one should have assault weapons i mean these are you know there was a general the other day former general retired who said these are weapons of war and they don't belong in our communities when we talk about the violence we see in philly we've really got a problem with illegal firearm trafficking we've got Guns stolen out of cars, people sending, you know, guns into underground markets and claiming they're lost and stolen. And and we've got a big problem here where so many of the crime guns are just coming from a handful of stores. And this is important. There's a big story the other week. New data came out and found just six gun stores in Philly are responsible for 57 percent, more than half of the crime guns that have been tracked in the state of Pennsylvania. So we've got these stores that are just selling illegal guns to people who shouldn't have them. They're probably breaking the law, and they're not getting any any punishment. There's no, there's no consequence, and so we've got to got to crack down on the illegal gun sales. Uh, uh, I'm going to bring John Doherty and get a comment from him. But Adam, real quick, are those six stores operating right now? And how? Yeah, yeah, not all of them. One of them, uh, two of them, closed down, including Colisimos many years ago. Um, so it's a little bit of historic data. How are they still operating? Well, the reality is we don't have any enforcement. I mean, look, y'all, uh, y'all know if you violate a workplace practice, if, if a worker does something and endangers people's lives, you know, there's consequences. You know how that goes. Um, in this case, there's no one checking the stores. We've got no enforcement. The ATF has not had a, a formal director uh, for almost 20 years now at this point. And so the enforcement most stores are never inspected. I mean, they just never even get inspected. And when they do, we know what happens. They get a wrap on the wrist at worst. And look, most of the time, they don't even get that. They get like a notice in the mail. And what that means is it's another illegal gun out on the street often that was sold without a background check. It might have been straw purchase. And that probably means another person's dead in our community. So there's some real consequences when we don't enforce the laws here. And we've got to crack down on these stores. We bring up John Doherty and get John, you want to weigh in? Let me get you into the conversation. Well, it's always about enforcement. Elections have consequences. You know, Adam and myself have had this conversation before. It's super frustrating. Uh, You know, it's it's uh, people have to be held accountable. And look, I don't want to simplify the topic, but you have Joe Girardi got let go, right? Because Phillies weren't winning games. So if people, you know, you don't get rid of the ownership, you don't get rid of the general manager, you get rid of the person that's in the, in the dugout, the day-to-day operative. Okay, you got a police department, okay, that will tell you that, it, you know, the crime is out of control. 
okay, and, and you're not going to get rid of city council, you're not going to get rid of the mayor, so somebody should be paying attention to the police commissioner. I mean, it, that, that's just, just the way life is. If I had unemployment for five years, I would not be reelected. I would not even be appointed. I mean, you have to do something drastic. You have to send different messages. You got to bring different ideas. In. It's just not them six spots. There's six other gun houses that people know where they're at, but they don't go in. Yeah. Okay. There's all possibilities that people can get severely hurt and people don't want to make tough decisions. You see, look, right, wrong, or indifferent, somebody dropped gas on an I-95, a, a smoke bomb, or whatever the heck it was, you know, during one of the protests. And you get like you get like five years worth of debate if it's right, if it's, you know, uh, is it legal? I mean, it's ridiculous. People just have to take control and be the boss. You got to shut places down. You got to get enforcement. You got to fire people. And you got to hold people accountable. You know, th- th- this goes on every day. But what happened in U- down in Texas, because so many kids were involved, that pulls the heartstrings of everyone. Everyone. Okay, yeah. you're right. And I've been saying for years, Local 98 and the building trades, you know, we've been saying, hey, listen, we got, and, and I'll talk about this in a little bit. You know, we have a tremendous amount of hunters. Okay, we've got a tremendous amount of NRI members. Okay, but a majority of our guys think that there shouldn't be, you know, some of these big, you know, multiple AR-15s or whatever the heck they are out there, you know. And, and it's a pretty common, and it just gets paralyzed in, in politics. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I, I agree with that, John. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And, what, you know, you sit there and you, you talk about, um, you know, these machines. If you can outgun the police, then you shouldn't have that weapon. I'm all for bearing arms, handguns, uh, you know, because if we didn't have drugs are illegal, but the bad guys get them. We, if, we, if there weren't guns, only the bad guys would get them and, and we'd have problems. But some of these guns that we're talking about, and I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but I did a show recently where an attorney who was, uh, uh, you know, somebody who represents gun, you know, gun owners, and you, I, one of those things is, you know, you can have a long gun when you're 18, okay, but you need to be 21 to have a, a handgun. Why are 18-year-olds running around with long guns? You know, I mean, put, you know push it back three years if you're not going to damn take it away from individuals and 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 and, you know and of course i believe you shouldn't be able to outgun the police no question about it Uh, quick quick question obviously uh to 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 adam what is your legislative priority right now in regards to these situations i mean i'm gonna say something a little weird my my legislative priority is do something damn it like look we haven't had a floor vote uh on the legislative floor or even a debate in in harrisburg in years on this issue. We've got more solutions to this problem um, than we can imagine. Everything from lost and stolen to allowing cities to take action to extreme risk protection orders. I mean, at this point, like the ultimate thing is that every day, the Republican leadership in Harrisburg doesn't actually do anything on this. They got lots of options, means more people are dead. So I've got my bills. We're working on extremist protection orders. So we have a tool if someone wants to commit a mass shooting, like what we saw in Buffalo and Uvalde, and there's warning signs we can take action. We've got things like lost and stolen we're prioritizing. But at the end of the day, last week, the House, uh, the House Democrats tried to force a vote on a bill and they got shut down. We've got to have a real debate in this state and we've got to have a real discussion because until we do that, all we're looking at is going to be more funerals. And so like, honestly, right now, my message to Harrisburg, and we, we've got to get some better leadership in there, and I know you guys are working on that, and we're working on it, 
But like until we have that real debate and discussion and get a vote on any of the 30, 40 bills, this is going to keep happening. So that's what we're calling for. We're saying, look, look at the faces of the kids that we're losing every day in Philly. Look at the faces of the kids in Uvalde. Look at the parents crying and tell me, tell me that you're going to do nothing. That's blood on their hands. And I'm sorry, but it's true. Adam, let me ask you this point blank, direct question. If the if you received or the legislation passed that you wanted to pass, would it end the issue? There's no there's no world in which we live in which one bill will solve the whole problem. Right. Like there's nothing we do in this world. Y'all on the labor, right, like on the labor issues, it's not one solution. There's key ones we need. So will it solve the whole problem of gun violence? No. But it's not a reason not to do it. We've got to have things like extreme risk protection orders so we can prevent suicides like happened to my classmate when I was 17 years old. We've got to have things like ending the reporting of lost and, you know, requiring the reporting of stolen weapons so we don't lose the, you know, sons and daughters to this crisis. We need each of these. So here's what I'd say. I'd say any bill that has evidence behind it will save a life. And that makes it worth taking action. And if we can put a whole suite of them together, we might have 100 or 200 or 300 lives a year. And that's a pretty good start. John Doherty. And you might hear some kids coming in here because uh, I got my little ones here. So sorry if it gets noisy on my end. No, no worries. Adam Garber, executive director of Ceasefire PA, joining us here. Uh, John, I'll give you an opportunity to weigh in last word, and then we'll let Adam get back to the kids. And we appreciate him joining us here tonight. Well, Joe, you were so passionate. You just picked the phone up and basically started screaming at me. We had to have a show. And both you and I, <laughs> I know I did. I'm sorry, you know, man. I was I so know. frustrated yeah, about you, it. But, you know, you know that this isn't long enough. We can't touch. We can't even begin to touch on what we have to say here. I mean, I, I got guys that have multiple guns. Okay. I, in my 28 years, thank God, okay, don't remember anybody, you know, having any incident with a gun. I've had one or two members that have used them to prevent home evasions. One of my members actually shot somebody dead. Okay, and it was an issue, made the papers and all that, but eventually proven innocent. I've had 18 people die of drugs in a three, uh, overdose in a three-year period that made us change the whole way we did business toward that. So it's, it's, it's never really came to our front door. And at least at local 98 and a majority of the unions that, you know, I do business with, you know, so, you know, the only thing we say is, so when we say, okay, we're going to change how you can get your gun, we're going to, we're going to limit how you get your guns. We're going to do that. It's, it's difficult for us at that moment. So it's something that has to, you know, again, it has to be a comprehensive game plan. I, I hear what Adam said, he got his hands full. Okay. And again, I can't tell you, you know, I participated when I first got in office with gun back, five packs of guns, you know? So, you know, I think you got to start doing things. It's got to be, and you can't be paralyzed by politics. People got to get fired. Gun houses got to get raided and gun shops got to get closed. If you're, if you're going to, if, if there's a reason to do that, to send a message, right. you know, back with the whole day, you still say the old Frank Rizzo method was when he had a problem with somebody. He got, they got a ton of action for, for a period of time, no matter if it was an illegal speakeasy or a labor union out of control or whatever, okay? Somebody's got to do something. you got to go to the heart of the matter. But it's, it's, a, it's a world where, you know, people on one side are scared to death and on the other side are too politically correct. 
That's a and, tough and, world and, to be in right now. And the one thing you can't do is nothing. All right, good stuff from John Doherty, good stuff from Jay Doc, and great stuff from Adam Garber, executive director of Ceasefire uh, PA. Adam, uh, thanks a million, man, for coming back on the show. Always good to have you, and always welcome uh, to come on to the program. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Joe, and thanks, John. Y'all have a good night. All right, it's good stuff from Adam Garber, executive director of Ceasefire PA, uh, joining us. We're going to uh, take a commercial break here on the John Doherty Hour. Uh, on the other side of the break, John McNesby. President, FOP Lodge 5, back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And busy night here on the Labor Show in hour number one and a busy night here on the John Doherty Hour, hour number two here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Jay Doc, all yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to continue our conversation, uh, obviously, on, on the gun violence, going, you know, that, that's going on out there. Nobody's uh, more knowledgeable about it than our next guest, uh, John McNesby, president of FOP5. John, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Um, we're doing great, man, and, and this is, uh, you know, a dead serious topic. We all know it. Uh, have you ever seen it, it, it worse in, in the city of Philadelphia in your entire career, John? Never, never. And I'm 30, 35 years in law enforcement, and uh, what's going on today is, is just, I've never, you, like I said, and you said, there's, it's never been. It's un, uh, uncharacteristic of the city, um, and we, we need real leadership right now to get us through this. Uh, and we can get a handle on it. The officers out there want to get a handle on it. They just need to be able to do their job and do it respectfully and have the support of the city administration. And and, and having said that, you know, we're going to bring John Doherty in in just a minute. Um, but, you know, where, where do you think the, the, the um, gun control, uh, you know, plays a role in this particular situation i just said a couple minutes ago in in regards to what i don't think you should be out able to outgun the police um but tell me your thoughts on this because it's it's just at this point unexplainable well if you're on the street and you want a gun you're going to get it uh it doesn't matter how uh they're being sold on the street there's residential burglaries where they're taken from the houses um and the new thing that's popping up on the radar is ghost guns uh we've never seen them before uh, we just had uh, we had an incident uh, where we uh, we had a press conference just the other day regarding a ghost gun. Uh, they're undetectable and they're they're the new thing out there and it's very dangerous. I mean, they could take a life in a heartbeat just as regular as a, as a gun, uh, a regular made where, gun. Where are they getting them, John? Where are they getting them? You can get them. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can get them. It's online, um, you know, through the street uh, and and people today with the technology out there are doing it and they're building them on their own. Right. And, and, and is that what is that, John? What is that? And excuse my ignorance. Is that what you mean by a ghost gun? Is that what it means? They're, yeah, they're they, actually building the it on their own. They call them, yeah, they, they're untraceable. Uh, they don't have serial numbers, and that's sort of like the nickname for them in the industry out there today. And what, what law enforcement is tagging them as ghost guns because they're hard to find. They're hard to trace. You don't know where the origin comes from. So there's a lot of different moving parts. You know, I did I did a show with some pastors. Okay. <laughs> Uh, members of the black clergy, and we talked about gun control. And when I, you know, I brought that issue up, and one of the in, the, one of the uh, pastors said directly to me, "Those aren't the majority of the guns that are committing the crimes." 
the, the majority of the guns are the stolen guns, the guns that aren't traceable. Um, right. but how, how do we make progress on that situation, John? Well, we have to have everybody buying in. And right now, that's not the case. I mean, uh, I don't, and I said it a hundred times, there's not a whole lot of people committing a whole lot of crime in the city. It's a small amount committing a whole lot of crime. And they know that there's nothing that's going to happen to them. There's no repercussions. They're not going to be held accountable. They're going to get a sweetheart deal, walk right out the back door. Um, you know, and also the, you know, the, we have to buy, have council buy in. We have to have the mayor buy in. You know, everybody was, you know, defund the police two years ago, and now they see exactly what happened with that. Uh, they tied everybody's hands in law enforcement, and now, you know, we have um, we have the epidemic that we have in shootings and, and guns on the street, and we have to get a handle back on it. John McNesby joining us here, President FOP Lodge 5 on the John Doherty Hour. Let's bring in the host, John Doherty. Uh, John, let me get you into the conversation with John McNesby, um, who's here with us on your show. Well, John, I appreciate you jumping in. You and I both know you need about twenty hours to talk about this. You know, so what yeah. I, you know, I just cut the, I cut to the chase. You know, they're not going to get rid of the mayor. They're not going to get rid of city council. Okay, but they can get rid of or the DA. But you can get rid of the police commissioner. You know, they, if you and I, you know, weren't doing our job after three, four, five years, we would be gone. Joe Girardi got let go. Okay, people know where some of these problems are at. Okay, but they're not politically correct. You know, when you, when you have gun houses and places. And again, I have a, a group of members that all have guns. Okay, we don't see the problems. You know, and unless it's affecting us or affecting somebody around us, okay, we don't usually pay attention to it. You know, why? I, I'll give you an example of why people are starting to scream now. One, the issue, of course, in Texas where, you know, you're talking about so many young kids. But two, it's starting to affect our ability to build and people to come in the city. Yep. Okay, 44 so people labeled just like Chicago. 44 people last weekend just shot 15 homicides. That's that's unacceptable. We're half the size of Chicago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is time. I mean, look what look look what's going on in New York now. The, a newly elected mayor, and he's being able to, uh, he's getting his hand back on crime. He's putting the plainclothes units back where they need to be in the subways, on the streets, uh, undercover. That's what works. Uh, you know, you can stop somebody with, with probable cause, if you feel the need that they have done something wrong or you see something as an officer, you could stop them, frisk them in a polite, respectful way. Uh, and, and that was done in the prior administration under, uh, under Nutter, under Ramsey, under Ross. I mean, uh, today that's not being done. You know, cops are, number one, they're afraid to go out there and do anything because they can get jammed up. They have families. Uh, and number two, um, they don't want you doing anything. You know, the administration and, and the uh, police police department they want you to go out there and keep it just as civil as possible and you're not going to pray your way out of this you're not going to have post press conferences why would you have a press conference on a monday morning talking about what happened last weekend talk about what's going to happen this weekend and how you're going to prevent it and that's not being done today absolutely and 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 this is not a secret a staggering number man 44 just last weekend i mean i hear that i mean that listen i i sit here with a Dumb look on my face, which is not unusual. But this is a different because topic. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't wrap my arms around right. where the common sense is in the equation. Why is it it's not there? there. Last but, you, know, you had a pregnant, you had a pregnant woman shot. Uh, they delivered her baby. She's dead. Um, we had a, a number of shootings already today. 
which will be reported tomorrow on the news. But it's it's just it's it's it is it's an epidemic and it can be stopped. Uh, you just have to let the police uh, do their job. And again, also uh, with major cities during this um, pandemic, during the uh, COVID, you know, they still went through the regular business of hiring police and law enforcement to fire. They didn't do that here in Philly. They shut down, uh, closed the windows, the drapes, and, and, and came back two years later. Now we're a thousand cops short on the street, and it takes it takes ten months to get through and uh, and and graduate the academy. So, you know, we're we're treading up water with no manpower. I mean, the most serious time uh, that that a, that a citizen in the city of Philadelphia, the taxpayer, uh, when they need something, they dial nine one one when there's something tragic in their life. Right now, when they dial nine one one, there's nobody coming. It could be three, four, five hours before you get a cop. Yeah, and and by the way, you, you're having uh, trouble with uh, man in the the nine one one, you know, you know, uh, I guess uh, intake. Um, yeah, imagine that dialing nine one one and you don't get an answer. But I mean, they they're they're thro- uh, they're getting people in there uh, to do that. You know, they're they're hiring like crazy for that. But with right now, the police officer position is not uh, appealable. You know, it's not very lucrative uh, and very uh, appealing to the average person out there. And um, you know, we're, we're trying to change that, do everything possible uh, through our union and, uh, you know, get the message out there. It is a good job. It's good pay, good benefits. Uh, it is rewarding. But uh, right now, I don't know what's going on. John, does the box. John, how do you fix that problem right away right now? You're a thousand cops down. You got the academy. How do you fix that right now? Overtime, well, things like that. Is there is there any is there any way you could get anything accomplished quickly on that, John? Well, we went to we went to council and we uh, they turned around that residency requirement where uh, we were out recruiting in in uh, colleges, universities around the country. We uh, we were at military bases getting the best people, and then they would hire them. They would move into the city, and and that's the way it works. Uh, they they turned around and two years ago, it, it part of the reform quote unquote uh, did away with that. Now we got that back. We can we can now go back. To the regular uh, regular way we were doing it to recruit, uh, and we are getting some classes in that way. Um, but you know, all that you know, ready, fire, aim approach years ago is now we're now we're paying for it, and uh, we are doing the best to get the people in. We're at high schools, we're doing different things. They lower the age. Uh, there's good people out there that want to be cops. You don't have to be a college graduate. Um, I mean, you know, that doesn't that's not the end all there. I mean, we have good people that just couldn't afford to go to college here that want to be cops. Uh, we got that back now. They can. They don't have to be a college graduate. High school's fine. So, I mean, we're trying to get. You know, we're trying to. You know, it's like uh, plugging the holes, and uh, it's starting. To, it's going to take us a good year or two to get back to where we need to be. Uh, John, talk about the morale of the uh, of the police. Um, obviously, after you know a lot's going on over the last couple of years, is one thing. But now, when 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 you're out there in the gun violence, I mean, I I I I would say that you know during wartime in Iraq and Afghanistan, I, I, our numbers I I think override their numbers. Um, it's yeah. actually scary. Uh, I I don't know if, if you could pay me all the money in the world to to ride in the passenger seat of a police car, you know, it, with a it, it, with basically a target on my head. Talk about that, right? Well, I mean, morale is in the toilet, and the only thing that you could do to bring that back is have strong leadership. And right now, there's no strong leadership. Nobody wants to pull the trigger in making changes. Uh, and, you know, the cops are out there just shrugging their shoulders and saying, why 
you know, if we do something that's questionable, we got, an, you know, during them protests, you had an inspector uh, who was out there, Joe Bologna, who was a good guy. He was a hustler. He was, he was a go-to guy, bike patrol everywhere. There was a detail. He was the man leading it. And then they turn around and they, they show something on uh on the TV, and and all of a sudden, everybody goes into a bedwetting frenzy, and he gets fired and, and arrested for nothing. Uh, he gets goes through the courts; he's found not guilty. They rearrest him. Uh, you know, so there's things like that. They're saying, "Why should we? Uh, you know, why should we do that when you got a leader like this? You know, they're they're eating their own. It's 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 unbelievable. And we get them back, and it takes time. But the bottom line is, is that there needs to be support for the guys and girls in the in the patrol cars whether it's northeast, whether it's south, whether it's Kensington, anywhere. And it's lacking throughout the entire city. John, does Larry Krasner hate the Philadelphia Police Department? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, listen, you'd have to ask him that, but I know one thing. He's been this way his whole entire life. Uh, I've known this guy for 30 years as a defense attorney. I mean, he's doing his best to uh, bring in these programs that are not working. Uh, number two, he's he's not... You get arrested out there, and uh, you go through the uh, process, and he's cutting sweetheart deals with these people uh, and 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 other defense attorneys. Where you're, like the other day, we had a, a cop that was shot at, um, and he cut a deal directly with uh, with that person, cut out the district attorney that was handling the uh, case, and offered a four to eight year sentence for shooting at a cop with a ghost gun. Uh, the officer lost his hearing. The whole thing, the attempted murder charge was dropped. Uh, so things like that don't resonate well uh, with anybody. If you're going to shoot at a cop and get four to eight years, imagine the average person uh, in the community. You know, what, what's that say to that? Uh, and that was a direct, things like this are a direct result is why we're having 40, 50 people shot during a weekend. Not a week, a weekend. You know, we, we led the league in homicides last year. That's, not, that's nothing you, wanna, you really want to do. People don't feel safe in the city, and that means businesses won't come here. That means people won't invest in the city, and uh, I, I just think it goes on deaf ears. Well, they're they're also talking about now. Obviously, now that the <coughs> pandemic is 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 coming down to an end, you have the people that are responsible for tourism, and I think there's a new head of that department here. And the first thing she said was, "We have to get a hold of this crime situation because people aren't going to want to visit Philadelphia." What, what John just said is 100 percent right. People do not want to come into the city. Well, and, and would you want to come to a tour no. in Philadelphia? No. But, you know, while you're while you're looking for your tickets, it, once you catch and do some research, right, research and see the numbers of crime and gun violence here on a daily, if not and definitely weekly basis, um, certainly. And you and and, and another thing. It's not just gang violence. We've had, I, I, I've had activists, community activists on the program, and they're talking about people just, you know, getting in arguments on Facebook, okay, and not settling it. This is in fisticuffs, man. People are using guns to, to settle arguments over girls, for crying out loud. It's out of control. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I mean, right, we have a mayor that's disengaged. I mean, we, we all supported him. We, uh, we gave him, you know, all our effort, you know, Years, a few years back, and then all of a sudden now, um, when all this comes in, he totally, it's like a it's flicking a light switch. He goes from one end to the other. And I'm not saying, you know, that uh, you, you got to go out there and, and, and knock people's heads off. I mean, we can get this under control the right way. We need the backing. We need the support. We need the leadership, not only in City Hall, but in the police department. And they have to direct us and, and, and let us go. I mean, Highway Patrol, they let that dwindle down to under 80 guys. I mean, that was... They were the go-to group where you went out there and, and they ran everything in the city, any detail, 
uh, any major crime pattern, uh, they were out there. They they flo- they they they, uh, they went they went to the area. They went to the neighborhoods, and and, and they knew they were there, and they knew that if they arrested somebody, that they were going to be that person would be held accountable, and they would be in jail. Today, today we don't have that. We don't have those special units. We don't have the plain clothes. We don't have uh, the undercover narcotics. We don't have the uh, equipment to get this stuff done. And it's just, um, there, it, it, you know, that's the key right there. We need leadership. We need the, the you, you have to invest in the police department and you have to uh, get this under control for people to come into the city. I mean, this is a, a summertime, beginning of the summer. You're going to have people coming in from all over the, all over the country uh, tourism, like you said, and, and what's going to happen to them? Uh, we're going to get egg on our face uh, because it's going to be like a carnival out there in Center City. And 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 one more thing, John, before we let you go, there seems to be a shift in, in, in America away from defund the uh, police rhetoric uh, back to fund the police, but with reforms uh, in, in all kinds of different situations. Talk about that, if you will. Get your opinion on that. <clears throat> Listen, there's always room for change. There's always way to, ways to do different different things you don't have to have it in one set way all the time let's experiment with some stuff but let's get it going i mean let's not we're not going to be sitting there talking about it at press conferences you're not going to pray your way out of this you're not going to have coffee with cops and you know all oh, that's great but let's get this under control and let's uh let's do what we need to do and uh, you know and you're right around the country it is coming back and and it's coming back i could see it in new york with the leadership that they have there they made a whole uh, list laundry list of changes, and and now people are understanding that they're going to be held accountable. Uh, and hopefully in Philadelphia, that ring, you know, there's some ring uh, uh, here that somebody wakes up and lets us uh, lets us get back uh, and do the job. I mean, you ride by police stations, police districts, and you got a, a cars sitting in a lot that are empty. There's nobody to man these cars, uh, and and yeah. that's that's alarming. That's alarming. John McNesby, president yeah. FOP Lodge Five. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I just think, John, you got to – I know how frustrated you are. You just got to keep screaming and shouting. That's when you're at your best. I know you got your hands tied. You know, you you you, you don't have a mayor or council or a commissioner that seems to be pushing anything yeah. that's moving your agenda forward. We've always done – look, we never stopped supporting the police. We never st- fell for that defund the police nonsense, you know, in every role I've ever had. And I get it. I chuckle here, you know, deep down inside. I've had uh, – <laughs> I've had bad run-ins in the last couple of years. It's funny because you say you can't get a cop. What you got to do is hang with me. It seems like they're always around me. Okay? <laughs> but, uh, but, but I just want to let you know. Okay, and, they, and these guys like I, I like a guy gets four years for shooting at a cop. Somebody trying to lock me up for forty years for being a labor leader. Okay, it's like yeah. ridiculous. Well, okay, it's all it's, uh, everything's two, there's always two, There's always two sets of rules. Yeah, always two sets of rules. You know that and. Uh, you know, God yeah, forbid listen, that's you, why, John, you, you can't stop, and I haven't stopped. You can't no, stop. No, no, we got to keep going along. I mean, we have a yeah. police commissioner. She couldn't tell you where Broad Street is. It's a shame. Uh, they they bring her from the hey, west. Listen, the first, listen, the, 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 listen. I, I don't want to be disrespectful, right? But I'm going to tell you, the, the first weekend, if you remember, the joke was it was like two o'clock. She was going home. They said, yeah. "Oh my God, there was an incident around town." They said, "Oh my God, it's two o'clock." And it was publicly. It said, it said "It's just that well, it's they, not a job. There's not a job. But this isn't a small suburb. You know, right. this is a seven twenty-four gig, man." Right, and they're saying that you know during the pandemic, working from home, and they're saying it was like the Flintstones when they, you know, at the end of the day at five o'clock when that horn went off, they slid down the back of the, the dinosaur and they were out until the next day. Uh, and, and that's the way it is. I mean, and you're right. It ain't twenty four seven, and it's the the cop out there that's being held accountable that needs to get the job done with 
no no support from City Hall, no support from the district attorney's office. Uh, and I'm telling you one thing: his main thing, his what he's trying to do too. And I and I and I, I'll tell you this, and I'll scream from heaven to hell: he's trying to let that Mumia out of jail and find a way to get him out. That's going to be his trophy, uh, and we're going to be, we're going to battle that. And when if that happens, draw the line because it's going to be bad. Yeah, I can tell you that I know, and I know you know this. We I know Maureen Faulkner really well, and if you when when anybody listens to Maureen talk. Uh, that story, when she tells the story about her husband and what it's like to go to bed at night and and, and have an empty pillow next to you, if there's a, and yeah. by the way, that was 30 years, 25 years after the incident. I, we did a, an, an event, artists were Daniel Faulkner at Finnegan's Wake uh, 20 years ago, and so I and, and Maureen spoke about it. Okay, and I 40, thought, mm, 42 years. 42 years, he's been, you talk about fighting a fight. He's been fighting That's right. for 42 and, years. And, but, if she but, found and, out there was an event here tomorrow in Philadelphia, she would be flying in tonight to attend absolutely. that, and we would be backing her and making sure she's taken care of all the way through. So that's, and, and, that's and the, the amazing thing about it, though, John, if she was talking about it, it and because it would be like it just happened yesterday. <clears throat> it's so emotional. <clears throat> yep. And so, we, you know, obviously, you know, we support that. Uh, situation and, and and we agree with you on that 100 percent. john mcnesby president fop lodge five joining us tonight on the john doherty hour john thank you so much man appreciate it man have a good night guys uh good stuff thank from you, john. john mcnesby uh sean let's take a 60 second break and then we'll come back and we'll get last words from our host john doherty Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Iron Workers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. And back here on the John Doherty Hour, two minutes and 35 seconds left until we say goodbye. John, I'm giving them all to you. You know how when I look at John Doherty and I think about John Doherty and I apply John Doherty to the city of Philadelphia, this is what I think. Everything in the city of Philadelphia has John Doherty's thumbprint, thumbprint on it. You have built this city, you have managed this city, you have changed lives in this city. John, we need you, brother. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is. I just, as you said to John McNesby, keep fighting, keep battling. Um, and I toss it over to you for the last couple of minutes. Yeah, well, look, you, I appreciate that. You guys understand. You know, I'm, I'm in a different situation now. I'm, you know, paralyzed by... Uh, the legal system at this moment. And I have my wife that has you know, some severe you know, disabilities that were, you know, or in my attention all the time, but I love this place. I've been part of it, you know, and it's amazing, you know, when you sit back and you look, you know, and have them retire because of both them situations, I, you know, I, I kind of took myself out of play a little bit, but I communicate on a daily basis with anybody clergy people who have any interest in making this place a better place. The gun issue is very frustrating because I don't understand why we have to wait 20 years to even get conversation, you know? And again, you know, for me, maybe I was too crazy. And, you know, and I, if, if, if some of these issues that John, you know, uh, and I know you, you legally, you can't do it. And I guess that's where I created problems, but I shut the city down more than once. Okay from an electrical perspective in some main big areas to get the attention to travesty. I mean, what's a bigger situation than if you shut a weekend down without a Philadelphia police officer, 
in Philadelphia? Yeah. Oh, God forbid. Don't even, you don't even want to think about it. Yeah, but so, look, people are always looking to make the places better. We had a good thing going here. The pandemic, you know, opened up a a whole bunch of sores. You know, people were home. They had nothing to do but watch TV. Okay, work was shut down. You know, the people had no idea. You know, there was the fear that, was this the end? And, again, it's it's taken a while to get out. And, again, you have a lot of people that, you know, lead differently. And uh, I, I could not lead behind the curtain. I always had to lead from out in front. You know, and John has to be out front. And, you know, and they have to work together. And, you know, and I've seen him work. I've seen him work with the district attorney. I've seen him work with, you know, the mayor. I've seen him work with governors. And, you know, but elections have consequences. And people are going to be held accountable for their actions or inactions. And, again, it's something crazy. We always end with, like, a little sports. But if you look through history, through world wars, through 9-11s, you know, there's always been a great emphasis to try to get back and try to get sports up and running. Thank God the Phillies are playing better ball, but they had to make a change to get it. Before you know it, the Eagles be around, and it'll just take some of the focus off of the day-to-day, you know, problems that are really crushing, you know, what we stand for around here. And again, the fact that all them little kids were killed is a tragedy, and that'll pull at all our heartstrings forever, but we can't let anything like that happen around here ever. The John Doherty Hour. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. On behalf of John, on behalf of J-Doc, I'm Joe Krause. See you next week, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.